This podcast is offered by San Francisco Zen Center on the web at sfzc.org. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Good evening. How does this sound? It sounds a little echoey to me. Does it seem okay to you? Okay. Okay. How's that now? Okay. <laughs> my my office overlooks up on the next floor. Overlooks the courtyard, and. Um, Usually when I'm sitting there thinking of what to talk about, I can hear people at dinner and they're sitting there chatting and talking. And tonight it was completely silent. So I thought, oh, everybody's gone away for Thanksgiving. There'd probably be just about half a dozen of us here in the Buddha Hall. So, and of course I made that up, but then I, um, I thought about what I would do for the half dozen of us. So <laughs> maybe we can uh, think of ourselves as a half a dozen people and feel um, less intimidated by the crowd. Uh, This morning I received um, an email, a Thanksgiving email from um, a dear friend and mentor for many, many years, actually many, many decades, Brother David Standelrust. And um, here's what he wrote. Dear relatives and friends, as we celebrate Thanksgiving Day, I'd like to send you a present. The present is compo lines composed by my admired friend, Miri Agnes Zakins. And here's what Miri Agnes Zakins had to say. I rise each morning to meet a procession of bearers of good tidings. Good, even when they're difficult. Good, because uplifting whenever I rise to the occasion. Good because shared. And then back to Brother David. I find it helpful to read this short reminder every morning. It helps me to go into the new day with confidence, even though I know most of what I will encounter will indeed be bad news. Every day I find new proof that even bad news can be uplifting, can raise my aliveness to a higher level if I rise to the challenge they present 
to my imagination, to my creativity, to my courage. But what does it mean, Monsieur? What does it mean that our difficulties are good because shared? We, the human family, have reached a point at which our challenges that we are confronting can only be overcome if we all work together. Daily, our bad news makes it obvious. And that is good. Good because it demands cooperation. If I rise to the challenge of my daily life, I contribute my share to overcoming division worldwide. Here, once again, the praying, the, the saying proves valid. Think globally, act locally. We can study and face the big issues, the, big being, the biggest being division, separation from our authentic self, from one another, from the center that holds us. We can start by saying nothing that divides, by doing all we can to heal divisions wherever we meet them. May your Thanksgiving celebration this year be first and foremost a healing of relationships. Our world needs it. And then there's a little picture of Brother David blowing soap bubbles. Blowing soap bubbles and thinking with you of you with love. Your brother David. Um, so over this over the, the weeks of this practice period, I've been talking about the six paramitas and how they have an extraordinary attribute to them, I find, that in some ways they're quite concrete. They, they address our attitude, our disposition, our behaviors, and they offer a way to be skillful with them. And um, generosity, virtuous conduct, patience, you know. And the, the three of those sort of loosen, enliven our being, you know. And then the next three, the energy of commitment, resolve, the, the way of allowing ourselves to just be part of everything. Absorption. And then the, the last one, uh, wisdom. And the danger 
of um, creating formulations and then reading commentaries on them and then attending the talks like this. The danger is that we allow it to be a mental process. And in some ways, it's much more an emotional process. And in some ways, it's deeper than emotion. It, it taps into something... Um, fundamental to our being. Yeah. And when, when I think of, when I read this this morning, and then I've read it a couple of times during the day, I thought, you know, I had the good fortune for many years that Brother David and I would teach together at Tassara. And Brother David's basic teaching is gratitude. which theoretically, I think, is a wonderful practice. I think if we think of attending to the moment, and we think of it as um, a virtuous thing I should do, and then internally it's in contrast to what bubbles up from for us from the depths of our being. And bubbles up in a way that seems to be competing for our attention with the virtue of the six paramitas, for instance. Or, for instance, gratitude. And though I've never said this to Brother David directly, I've thought, well, this is a wonderful notion, gratitude. Uh, but given the world we're living in, given the uh, impulses of our own psychology and personality, and, and given how we're relating to each other, Someone asked, I read, uh, someone asked uh, Suzuki Roshi, he said, how do you assess how we're doing with our practice? And he said, I watch how you relate to each other. Um, first time I read that, I was quite intrigued by that. I watch how you relate to each other. Yeah. And this notion of uh, gratitude as a disposition, as a way to enter the world, enter our relationships, to enter ourselves. Um, When I first heard Brother David bring it up, 
I thought it's a little bit of a stretch, you know. Um, Shakyamuni, after all, said, well, the first thing I want to address is suffering. And actually, that's the fundamental of all the things I want to address. As Linda Galleon was saying a couple of weeks ago, she made a wonderful quote. For those of you who didn't hear it, let me repeat it. She said, and Shakyamuni said, there's 80 kinds of suffering, and 79 of them I don't address. And I address the 80th one. But that one is foundational for all the other 79. How do we get at um, what's fundamentally um, beating our hearts, breathing our bodies, um, generating our perspectives of the world, generating our emotional response to the world, to each other, to ourselves? And does gratitude play a role? Uh, over time, I've come to think that thinking of awareness as an act of appreciation, thinking of absorption as an act of savoring, you know, that, that there are ways in which we can create within ourselves an accessibility to the fundamental point of practice. And I've come to think the practice of gratitude um, is a wonderful way to dis access that fundamental point in a wonderful teaching, as Brother David says, if I rise to the challenge they present to my imagination, to my creativity, to my courage, that raises up my aliveness. And each day I can find new proof of that process. When I read this today, I think I thought of a a comment by Yunmen, uh, a famous teacher of about 1,200 years ago. And he said, every day is a good day. And of course, we all know, in some ways, every day is not a good day. You know? like currently, I think many of us are heartbroken about what's going on in the Middle East. Um, 
how the suffering of innocent people is part of causing the suffering of innocent people is part of the strategy of um, the war that's going on. What is it to rise up from that heartbroken place to find a um, an aspect of gratefulness? Yeah. And maybe it's as Brother David says, you know. And what does it mean? that our difficulties are good because shared. We, the human family, have reached a point where our challenges we are confronting can only be overcome if all of us work together. Daily, our bad news makes this obvious. And that's good that we need to work together. We need to remind ourselves of our shared humanity. So when I thought there was going to be about half a dozen people here, I thought at this point, the half dozen of us would break into dyads and uh, and discuss what does it take for you to meet and be uplifted in relationship to yourself, in relationship to your relationships, and in relationship to the world at large. So maybe there only is half a dozen of us here. So we'll break into dyads. <laughs> and you can just pair up with someone nearby. And, and if you would sit and face them as best you can. And if you're just sitting on the bench, you can just sort of turn around. We have one single. Um, oh, yeah. So there's. A, So here, I, let me offer you, let, let, excuse me, let me offer you some uh, structure. <laughs> um, so one person will speak. 
for three minutes. And maybe, uh, Lauren, if you could bring, uh, do you want to tie? No, let, why don't you bring it over here and you, 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 you can devote yourself to talking. One person will speak for three minutes. I'll, I'll repeat the question again. And the other person will just listen. And when you're just the listener, um, the more thoroughly you listen, the more encouraged the person who's speaking, the more encouraged they feel to speak their truth, to speak from their heart. So listening is, is a great gift we can give somebody. So then one person will speak for three minutes, and then I'll ring the bell. And at that point, just finish your sentence, and then close your eyes for both people. Close your eyes and just feel what's going on. Feel your state of mind. Feel the flow of thought, whether it ceases or whether it continues. Feel your body. Okay? And then after about 20 seconds, I'll ring the bell and you change roles. And then second person won't get to speak for three minutes. And then I'll ring the bell again. And then you can just ask each other, what did you learn from this? Okay? You can decide who's going first. Okay? Decide who's going first. Okay? Everybody got the concept? I am going to repeat the question. I just wanted to make sure everybody got the concept. Okay? So here's the question. What does it take for you to meet and be uplifted in relation to the bad news? What does it take for you to meet and be uplifted in relation to the bad news? The bad news can be about our world in general, can be about your own relationships, can be about yourself. Okay? What does it take to find within that the resource to have it be a teaching, have it be an instrument, however you find it, um, to be uplifted, okay?
just close your eyes for a moment so you can tune in to what state of body, what state of mind, what state of emotions are reverberating through you. And then you can switch roles and the second, the person who is listening can now do the talking. What does it take for you to meet and be uplifted in relationship to bad news? So you can finish your thought, and again, if you just close your eyes and notice. Notice and experience what your, your being is now.
then you can, for just a couple of minutes, you can go back and forth and just ask each other, what did you learn from doing that, from listening and speaking? You can just go back and forth. And now you can ask each other, how will you practice what you've learned? How will you practice what you've learned?
<laughs> well, maybe you could um, thank your partner for going through that process with you. We're, we're finished, but you can thank your partner and tell them what you're grateful for and how you appreciate what they offered you. Just um, you can have it back <laughs> before I just get carried away. Yeah, uplifted. even by bad news, personally, interpersonally, socially, socially meaning the relationship of the human family and its relationship to all the other families of being. and on the eve of a day of thanksgiving. A remarkable day, you know? Even though it seems that what inspired it had all sorts of problems to it. It was a very problematic uh, consideration of, of how the newly arrived were relating to the indigenous people. Yeah. And yet, thanksgiving, yeah. eating with others in a generous, heartfelt, friendly way. I think of this uplifting as the Bodhisattva vow. While you were talking to each other, I remembered a couple of days ago just across the street, I saw someone just all caught up in their own anger. And they were arguing with somebody, even though they were the only person there. And then they were punching somebody, even though they were the only person there. Mm. The fragility 
the vulnerability of our humanness. The seemingly innumerable ways we can uh, get stuck, caught up, become discouraged, become frustrated and angry, become despondent. Uh, And then in a few moments, just talking to one person who maybe we don't even know very well, and something can be uplifted. Some, some ways in which we find, yes, I will. And can we keep it close to our hearts? like a precious being. Can we put our hands together and chant innumerable beings, endless number of beings, and yet I resolve to support them all. Where does that come from? In the midst of our humanness, in the midst of the bad news. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the San Francisco Zen Center. Our Dharma talks are offered free of charge And this is made possible by the donations we receive. Your financial support helps us to continue to offer the Dharma. For more information, please visit sfcc.org and click Giving. May we all fully enjoy the Dharma.